Hello and welcome to episode 237 of the Casual Try Hard Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm James. And we are doing more color pie, color identity, what colors are good at stuff this week. Yeah, we had uh, some pretty good feedback in Discord last time we did this. You guys seem to enjoy it. And uh, we need something to do. we got kind of a weird recording schedule coming up. So I think this was a pretty easy fit for us to kind of squeeze in here. Um, if you guys remember back last time, we had a, a question in Discord about like the sorts of things that colors can do. Um, they were specifically asking about like from a deck building perspective to try and like get an idea of how to build a certain color. And just to reiterate some of what we talked about um, kind of in the preamble to that episode is that it's really hard to like pin down what a color should do in a deck because that's really dependent on like what you're building the deck for, whether you're trying to build a combo deck or an aggro deck or a mid-range deck and then like also what format you're building into and like what the meta looks like there's a whole bunch of other things about um like where you're going to be playing that deck that are going to play a factor in like how you're going to build out a specific color deck um so this isn't end-all be-all but this is just like and again i don't want to get into a like a whole ton of like the lore behind that because like Morrow has written articles about how like the colors feel and what like, I think he wrote like a whole series of articles about like a conversation with a color from the color pie. Like I'm interviewing white and I want to get white's perspective on things and, you know, approaching it from that way. And like, that's not really our thing. We're both players. We're both spikes. I don't care about how, white feels or green feels i just kind of need to know what kind of things they do so i can build my deck appropriately yeah so if that makes sense yeah so uh we got we got in here deep before we got to say like if you uh, want to reach out to us on social media and be like thanks for this uh thanks for this series or here's what i want to hear you talk about next or like uh can we take a break from spoilers no wizards will not take a break from spoilers <laughs> um you can get at us on uh facebook discord x gonna give it to you uh i don't know what it is now i, I guess it is x the everything app and so yeah the the icon changed on my phone so uh did the icon change i still have like do i still have the legacy icon uh i do i don't know why but i still have the legacy icon i'm holding on mm. i must not have done Mine the changed update. automatically yeah i must not have done the update but yeah uh you can reach out to us there like we're pretty active on the discord mm-hmm. uh uh uh, our our boy that we mentioned last week, Brad and I tweet back and forth. Oh uh, yeah. So yeah, but if you have if you want to uh, get at us, those are the places to do it. Yeah, and you mentioned spoilers. Um, the after I mentioned that we kind of did some weird. Uh, we have some weird recording schedule coming up. And by the time we get back around to recording a normal episode, we're going to be in spoiler season. So yeah, we are. Aren't we? Jeez, you... oh man. Yeah. In case you you miss our spoiler content, there there will be some of that coming up. Um, if you're looking to support the show, there's a couple ways you can do it. The first is with our TCG player affiliate link, casualtryhard.com slash TCG. Surf on over to TCG player using that link, and anything you purchase after using that link will help to support the show. doesn't cost you guys anything extra. You're going to be buying singles anyway. You might as well get cheap prices at TCG player and uh, help to support the show. We would appreciate it. 
Uh, if you want to support us a little bit more directly, you can do so at patreon.com slash casual tryhard MTG, where patrons get access to our show notes, so you get a sneak peek about what the upcoming episode's going to be about. Uh, patrons also get access to our pre-show. Uh, you get about another hour-ish of content out of us every week. Uh, we're old, and technology gets the better of us sometimes, and we don't get to see each other as often as we used to. See last week for technology getting the better of us. Oh yeah, did did you uh, check out the video on YouTube? No, I did not yet. It's a uh, something special. Okay, okay, I have to go look. <laughs> yeah, it's special. Um, so we take some time before every episode to make sure that all our equipment and software is configured properly and working, or at least we try to. And uh, also just to catch up a little bit. Our patrons seem to really like that. So we record it and send it out to them completely unscripted, unedited. Uh, you never know what we're going to talk about. Occasionally it's magic related. Occasionally it's not. Uh, a little bit of everything, kind of a grab bag. But it's fun. We have fun doing it. And the patrons seem to enjoy it. So if that sounds interesting to you, or if you want to get access to the show notes, or... I didn't mention our mailing yet. Uh, about every other month, I send out some goodies to our patrons just as kind of a thank you. Um, put a little bit of effort into them. And patrons seem to really enjoy them. I've seen some photos floating around of what I've sent out to you guys, so that's always fun. Um, also, our patrons, I know I mentioned in my letter that I included with the givebacks, uh, I am out of, or after this next round, I will be out of things to give back. So I need to get to work on the next round. If you guys have anything that you typically use as far as like tokens or whatever are concerned, uh, let me know so I can get some made up and get printed before I need to send them out to you guys. Um, but yeah, if anyone that's not a patron is interested in any of that, or if you just want to give back to the show, we put a lot of work into this and hope you guys appreciate it. And if you do and you want to give back to us a little bit, it's patreon.com slash casual head over there there's tears but they don't really mean anything chip a couple bucks in whatever you feel like we're worth to you and uh help keep the show supported and we would appreciate it yeah uh i mean we're gonna get food so i don't yeah. know we, we've done we've done food but i don't mm. know we've done like uh i think the last food was kind of like based on like some like magic art it was yeah could find some new some new magic yeah, I could do some new, some new food tokens. Yeah, you can find They're, something uh, here. A lot more cost effective to make if I don't just make one at a time, though. So fair. I was hoping for a bunch of ideas, but yeah, I can definitely do more food tokens. Yeah, you could just food it up. Yep. So that probably makes sense. They seem to be pretty evergreen now. Yes, they'll just stick these tokens anywhere. It's fine. It's fine. All right, so. Yep. Um, we are talking about blue to start off with. We're hoping to get through blue and black, but we're going to at least start with blue. So, um, James did find the like official Watsy approved list of like everything the colors do their primary, secondary and tertiary abilities. We're not going to go that deep. No, that also gets kind of confusing. So. It does. Uh, and but, these lists are like absurdly long. Yes, as well. <laughs> we're we're more like how does what does the color feel like it does when you're playing the game kind yeah. of deal. 
All right, so for blue, what are our blue creature types? Yeah, kind of like we did with white, there are some kind of staple creature types. Uh, typically, every color has, I don't know if you want to call it, like a minor and a major creature type or like a small and a big creature type, but something that's tied to that color. Um, blue's small creature type, um, I'm pretty sure is merfolk. Mm -hmm. I can't think of any... I mean, like cephalids are blue, but <laughs> there's not very many of them. Homerids. The Dulcan are, yeah, homerids. The Dulcans are blue also, yeah. but there's not a ton of them. So I think merfolk is the small creature type. And then there's kind of like two big creature types, right? Mm -hmm. like blue seemingly gets a great big sphinx most sets. Yeah. And also blue gets a lot of sea monsters. Octopus, Kraken. Leviathan. Whatever. Leviathan, yeah. Yeah, like... But, like, with the sea monsters, they kind of get the, like, it is just generically sea monster, and then they pick the appropriate sea monster for the plane. It's not like it's right. always Leviathan. Like, we talk about right. black. It's always demon. Yes. Well, that's why it's kind of weird, though, because blue gets sphinxes, too. And, like, some sets cross over, and they get sphinxes and sea monsters. Yeah. <clears throat> so I don't, I'm not sure which one is, te like, the appropriate or technically correct one but yeah so when you think about blue there's a few things that like pop to mind is like this is what blue does well mm -hmm. the first thing it goes all the way back to alpha and that is drawing cards yeah we uh in white we talked about the boon cycle a little bit right with a uh, mm -hmm. healing solve and one of the things that white does is prevent damage or gain life so that's what it's you know, section of the boon cycle did. Uh, if you guys remember, the blue section of the boon cycle was a little card called Ancestral Recall. Now, what's funny is, in their defense, the other four boons were common, and yeah. Ancestral was rare. Yeah. Like, could you imagine if Ancestral was a common? Um, It'd be just wild. Yeah, I mean, would it would it be any cheaper? It would have to be. It wouldn't be on the reserve list. Oh, that's true. It wouldn't be on the reserve list. And they would have. It, it would. It would. So it would have to be cheaper. There'd just be way more of yeah. them ex that existed. Yeah, that's true. And like, I hadn't thought about it not being on the reserve list. And like, it would be. We would have had it as a mystical archive in Strixhaven. There'd be like four secret layers <laughs> with ancestral in it. Like there, there would be ancestrals in the world. It would like in every like commander blue commander deck, they just have an ancestral. It'd be the blue soul ring. Is an abandoned commander? Maybe if it's not a maybe if it's a common, it's not. <laughs> I, I don't know how I don't know how that band list works. Yeah, like here's the dumbest thing imaginable, but you can't have primeval titan. <laughs> what? What? It's like okay, this makes no sense, but okay, cool. Um, yeah. Prime time too good, but like this card that's like four mana and has like three paragraphs of text and a yeah. backside, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. No problems whatsoever. But you can get two lands. Oh, yeah. Um. So yeah. So blue always is kind of is almost always the card that uh, the color that gets card draw. It's mm -hmm. why that the vast, vast, vast majority of your control decks are blue something in blue, right? Yeah. It's white for the removal and wraths and blue to draw cards yeah. and do their next thing. 
counter spells. Black, removal and wraths, blue to draw cards and counter spells. And so, and blue has card draw at common. Like, there's always a three or four mana, like, you know, draw to set mechanic at, like, common or uncommon in every single set. Draw well, I mean, there's usually a... both, right? We usually get some sort of common, like, three-mana draw two, like Divination. At Sorcery Speed, yeah. And then we also usually get, like, a four-mana draw two at Uncommon. Yeah, so, like, um, Chemist's Insight, which was draw yep. two for four, and then with Jumpstart, or yep. Glittering, what was the energy Gl- one? Glimmer of Genius. Glimmer of Genius, yeah. Or, yep. like, Scry two, draw two kind of thing. Yep. Yeah, like... That's just what blue does. That is like the main thing. When you think blue, you think card draw, and then you think counterspell. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's another one that's kind of related that's not on my list, I don't think, but looting is very blue also, mm-hmm. and that kind of fits into card draw. Yeah. Um, blue gets draw a card, discard a card, stapled to a whole bunch of stuff, creatures, artifacts, yeah, like spells, whatever. Starting with Merfolk Looter, and then mm-hmm. just kind of going from there. Yep. All about getting them cards. Yeah. And so the next thing which I mentioned was counter magic, which on one hand, if you just like, when we started playing the game years ago, like the fact that they just put like counter spell and it said counter target spell and Mm -hmm. like we all knew what that meant. It was just like, this was way more intuitive than like we realized and that like it's like, these people must have been pretty smart that we all figured this out. Um, <laughs> I'm sure I read the rule book at some point, but so as we know, counter spell is, is spells on the stack and you have a spell that just makes that spell go away. Yep. So um, also have a couple others that are like free counter spells, mm-hmm. um, force of will, force of negation. Um, like that's not, I don't want to say that that's necessarily tied to blue because like every color gets access to free spells, but it seems like the blue ones are always like best of like the best in the cycle. I think the the issue is that like countering spells, a counter spell is as powerful as a thing it's countering. Right. Sometimes more so. Sometimes more so, but like yeah, like the ceiling is what you're countering. Yeah. As opposed to like you know. I'm going to like get a glorious anthem for free. Like you right. kind of know what that ceiling is, or I'm going to get like a bad wrath for free. Yeah. Or I'm going to deal four damage across when any number targets for free or mm-hmm. the, the, the white one from alliances is, is, is scars of the veteran. Yeah. That like prevents damage. Prevents damage. Yeah. And like the black one contagion is gives m- <laughs> a, a simpler time in Magic, minus zero, minus one counters, I do believe. No, or they I, minus I'm two, sure minus it was one, minus two, minus, minus one, two, yeah. minus one. Yeah, just the most random. My red beads are minus two, <laughs> minus one counters. Uh, yeah, it's just like those all have like a fixed ceiling, mm-hmm. and like counter spells don't. Right, right. like your your removal spell kills a creature. Your counter spell. Counters a, makes a wrath go away, makes a planeswalker go away, yeah. makes their removal spell go away. It's just like a much wider 
like yeah. range of like possibilities for them. So that's why I think they're always they always end up being good. Yeah. Well, kind of what I meant by like when you said that they're as good as whatever they're countering, and then I said they can be better. What I meant by that is, especially when we're talking about these free counter spells. Um, you're not investing any mana. Mm -hmm. uh, I know we did an episode, it's probably a couple of years ago at this point, uh, talking all about tempo, mm -hmm. and this is where that fits in. You know, your opponent, say it's turn four, and your opponent's casting, you know, whatever their questing beast card I, I, I is. Say, the one ring. Sure, the one ring. Um, you spend zero mana to counter that spell and then follow it up with a card draw spell. And you are so far ahead on that exchange, it's not even funny. Yeah, your turn four was like play a thing, say go. They're, and then they play their four mana spell, and you counter it. And yeah. now you're like, you used all four of your mana, you made it, them waste their four mana, and yeah. now like you've accrued a huge advantage. Right. So what else does blue do? Um, I think the probably the next most prolific thing that blue does is copy stuff mm -hmm. uh, whether it's permanence or spells blue co copies spells also but like clone effects are very blue uh, again going all the way back to alpha with clone and like vesuvian doppelganger um you know just come into battlefield it's a copy of something else uh, over the years blue has also had copying enchantments copying artifacts um I guess it kind of was a long time ago at this point, but feels like it was just yesterday. We had Clever Impersonator mm -hmm. copied anything. I mean, Clever Impersonator is showing up in um, uh, Pioneer. Is it? Yeah, because you can uh, get it with Enigmatic Incarnation. Oh, that's cute. And then like copy a Leyline Binding when it comes into play. So you can go yeah. get a removal spell. Mm-hmm. So yeah, because I've definitely cool. been like, how, how, how did my thing get Leyline Binding? I don't yeah. understand. And then it's like, oh, it's a clever impersonator. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, like, and I think blue is really the only color that mm, I guess red a little bit, but like blue is really the only color that really does the copy thing consistently. Well, so the way that red does it is different because red will do it temporarily. Yes, and, and it goes away. We'll talk about that in Later. red, but they like there's a lot of parallels between red and blue. Mm -hmm. um, it's just that red does it in the short term, and blue, blue's playing a long game. Yeah. So yeah, like copying, and then we have bounce. So mm -hmm. bounce is uh, synonymous with just returning something to its owner's hand. Yep. So when someone says bounce a permanent, they are returning it to their hand. So mm -hmm. we go all the way back. You had boomerang. Yeah. Blue, blue, return target permanent to its owner's hand. Uh, again, you heard right, people. Is it permanent? It was two mana blue stone rain? Yep. <laughs> was blue, blue stone rain you? On the play, you're just like, bounce your one land. Yep. Is you go. Um, what? You know what set uh, Boomerang was from? Was it from Alpha? Nope. Was it? Ice Age? No. no the, well, I might have caught a reprint, but I think it was Legends. Okay. Okay. That's. I think, I think Boomerang was Legends. I'm now looking. Uh, 
I know it was in Chronicles, so it had to be either Legends or Dark. I'm pretty so sure. So there is there is a there is a Legends printing, uh, fifty cents on TCG Player. Um, Ooh. So let's look at the printings. Boop. Uh, yeah. Um, that was first printing was Legends. I think yeah, Legends. Yeah. It wasn't the, even printed uh, in Ice Age. It was Legends Mirage. Oh, it was Mirage. All right. Like Le- uh, Legends Chronicles Mirage, and then they printed it from like fifth edition forward to tenth, and then they were like, never again. <laughs> Wait, Boomerang's legal and modern? Uh huh. Apparently, it's in tenth edition. Huh. Uh, I didn't realize that. You could be stone raining people in modern. Uh, it is legal and modern. Yes. Weird. How did I never know that? And it's legal in Popper. How are people not just stone raining people off the planet in Popper? <laughs> like on the play, like blue, blue. You don't you don't, you, you don't get a land drop. You're yeah. go. You couldn't hmm. play anything on turn one before. I bet you you can't play anything on turn one now. Go ahead and run that tap land back out. Exactly. <laughs> Gain a life. Excellent. Yeah. Windscarred crag me again, Daddy. Like just okay. Well, um, there we go. There, there's a, there's a, a video. There's a video. Like I should just fire up my Magic Online account and like just boomeranging people. Boomerang, boomerang, and stone rain in. Uh, I mean, cleansing wildfire in. Uh, there you go. And just be like, all right, here we go. How many basics are you playing? Enough. Let's find out. We're gonna find out. Find out. Boomerang, stone rain. How do you win? Sadness. Uh, <laughs> Doesn't matter. Yeah, so I guess Unsummon might be the OG. Yeah, Unsummon is from Alpha. Okay. And then we have Petty Theft on Brazen Borrower. Yep. Uh, unsubstantiate. And uh, Remand is like the Bounce a Spell version of it. Yeah, we had... Uh, was it? There was another one too, wasn't there? Return a Spell... We just had one recently, I think. There's a white one. No, we just had a blue one, I thought. Oh, standard. oh, divide by zero. Yeah. Return a permanent or a spell. Like, unsubstantiate yep. is permanent or spell. Remand yep. is permanent. Uh, uh, divide by zero is permanent oh. or spell. Yeah. Um. And then we can tap and untap things. Yeah, I don't know. Blue just likes to mess with stuff, I guess. Yeah. Um. It does both. Like, there's things that tap or untap single permanents. Um, again, going back to, I'm pretty sure this was alpha, although it might not have been. Um, Twiddle, mm-hmm. single blue mana, tap or untap. Uh, I think that's any permanent too, right? Twiddle? Mm-hmm. Pretty sure it's any, any permanent. Um, corridor monitor we had not that long ago was in OG Eldraine. It's like a two mana one four that ETBs and taps or untaps something, and um, we had Kelpie Guide. Mm, yeah, like, is that like the blue green blue green blue green hybrid thing? No, Kelpie Guide was mono blue, I think. Okay. Uh, from was it Zendikar Rising? Uh, it was like two and a blue. Oh for yeah, a yeah, yeah. It's from looking, looking, looking. Strixhaven. Strixhaven. Tap That's it. What it was. Uh, Untap another target permanent you control. Yep. Uh, 
Okay. Uh, I was thinking of like some weird merfolk that might like draw a card. Yeah. But Twiddle is from Alpha. Mm-hmm. This one's funny. It's like they, they got up to 7th edition. They got up to 8th edition. They were like, no moss on Twiddle. <laughs> yeah, let's not do that anymore. Yes. But what's funny is it's not target permanent. It's tap or untap target artifact creature or land. I guess they didn't want you tapping enchantments. Yeah, it's like they laundry listed it, but the things they left off the laundry list are things you wouldn't tap anyway. Right. But better safe than sorry, I guess. I guess. Um, yeah, so like you can think of like tapping and untapping things well, is like kind of gaining some sort of temporary advantage. Again, mm-hmm. like a tempo play, like I'm not removing this from the board, but I'm making so I get attacking this turn. Oops, sorry. Yeah. No, that's all right. Um, that's kind of a thing that blue you're going to notice as we go through the rest of this is blue is very much about not, um, just straight out destroying things like blue will, um, tap or untap them. It'll bounce them. It'll put them back into a library. Um, it'll do just about everything except for destroy Destroy. permanent. Yeah. So that's something blue gets to do. So you have like tap or untap with like those things or like, Mm -hmm. Uh, we have locking things down. It's also like frosting, like yeah. frost breath. Like it's where you tap something and it doesn't untap until it's control. Uh, it's controller's next untap step. Mm-hmm. Um, so like frost length, frost titan, uh, Tamiya's completion. Like there's a lot of enchantments like claustrophobia that like claustrophobia. enter and like yeah. tap a- it enters. You tap the creature. It doesn't untap. There are some yeah, that they enter. Mobile sphere. Mm-hmm. Capture that Sphere. That was the Capture Sphere, yep. That was the one from Dominaria, right? They had, uh, I thought it was one. Ravnica, one of the Ravnica blocks. Uh, okay, like... maybe I'm thinking of a different one then, because we had one on Dominaria that was like single blue mana, it doesn't untap, and then you could kick it, and it tapped it also. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, bubble, bubble Snare, or Bubble Sphere. Yeah, maybe that's... There's yeah. Capture Sphere, which was three and a blue flash. Mm-hmm. Tapped, uh, enters tap a creature, it doesn't untap. But there's a lot of those where, like, black, red, or white would be able to remove it. So mm-hmm. this removal is a lot worse against creatures that statically do a thing. Like, tapping right. your opponent's Soul Warden gets rid of, Doesn't like, really, 2% of the, what they wanted the Soul Warden for on their deck. Yeah. Really right? makes no difference in gameplay. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, but sometimes, like, tapping their 5-5 five, five and limited... Right, that's a big deal. Yeah, like your five five vanilla, your or I guess your your uh, colossal dreadmaw. Colossal dreadmaw, yeah. So um, there was one more thing I had here about frosting creatures, and that was kind of a question that I had for you because we were just told was it last set or no? It, it was it streets where we got stun counters. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, like that seems like a very blue thing, right? Yes. Like, but we saw it in a bunch of colors besides blue. Oh, I guess there was that a white card that did it. I think there was a black card that did it too. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, it does seem like it's um, like you just get to extra frost something, right? Like. Well, I mean, it's it's just frost though, right? Yeah. It stops it for one untapped step. Yeah. Okay. So I just typed in stun counter, mm-hmm. and uh, Oracle text stun counter. Only black, only blue, uh, wait, sorry, only blue cards except for stall for time. 
Okay. Uh, and stall for time was white with a blue kicker, and if you kicked it okay. for blue, you got the stun counter. Gotcha. So it's so it, it is, is a blue thing. ability. So it's frost, but I guess on one hand easier to track because there's a counter that you remove. Yeah. And um, you can do it for longer. Like yeah. imp- uh, impede Both momentum is counter. put three stun counters on something, right? Yeah. Like if you're playing like an aggressive blue deck, that can be as good as a removal spell. Oh yeah, for sure. But yeah, so stun counters are definitely a blue thing. Yep. Like and then, oh sorry, yes, go I was gonna say like then you have preventing untap. Just yeah, in general, kind of like going hand in hand with the tapping and untapping. Um, blue can also prevent things from untapping. And I guess that's kind of what um, Stun Frosting too. does also. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking more along the lines of, like, back, again, back to Alpha, uh, there was Stasis, mm-hmm. which prevented everything, like, skip your untap step, prevented untapping everything. And then, uh, like, Back to Basics is also blue and prevents untapping of non-basic lands. Um were there any other versions that you can think of off the top of your head? Was there a version like for creatures? Or was that I mean there's like sleep, which you just like all your creatures get tapped. Yeah. Uh I don't know. I can't think of another one. There might be though, or like one where you have to like pay mana untap. Yeah. Um Next up we have gaining control of permanents that aren't yours. Yeah, stealing stuff. Uh, typically forever and ever or until yep. like whatever does the stealing leaves the battlefield. Mm-hmm. So you got... want to uh, keep the trend going all the way back to alpha. I guess you have control magic, control magic. Yep. Two blue, blue gain control of target creature. Yep. Um, For as long as control magic's on the battlefield. So mm-hmm. not forever. But... Uh, then we have, uh... so they had initially in magic, there was a lot of, um, enchantments that did this mm-hmm. and then more recently it was like enchantments and then creatures so like sower yeah. of temptation type effects and then we had uh oh gosh one from the D set that was like three blue blue three three gain control of a creature mind flare mind flare there we go uh but we've also recently got more um this is just yours now yeah so like agent of treachery like I still get something Agent of Treachery and think like, oh, if I kill the Agent of Treachery, it comes back, and then it <laughs> doesn't. Back, yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's not how this card is templated. Yeah. And then we have um, spells that do it. So Mass Manipulation, um, oh. Invoke the Winds, which I forgot was a card. Uh, <laughs> that's the one yeah. blue, 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 blue thing. Yep. Um, it was the, the same cycle as Invoke Despair. Yeah. Uh, and then there is, um, kind of the weird one in the group, uh, bribery, where you go through (laughs) your opponent's deck and you get to pull out a creature and it's yours now. Yeah. That is a weird one. Yeah. Just reprinting commander masters, right? Yeah. Get some, uh, if you, um, a hashtag shill, uh, (laughs) um, you might not think that like control magic is that good like but even like by modern magic standards it is still like a very powerful effect like they haven't printed yeah a control mana magic in a standard legal set in years like 
they'll do five the five mana version yep. or like i think like there was one mana like the, in bolas's clutches with seven mana right? i think it was six six uh lay claim was the seven mana one that had cycling lay claim yeah yeah that was the one i was thinking of um and bolas's clutches was like four blue blue and it became legendary yeah uh but like that effect is super powerful I mean, if you think about it, you're, it's a huge exchange of resources, right? So you're, you're trading your card, the control magic, for their permanent, whatever it is. Your opponent then has to answer that permanent. So that's at face value, it's a two for one. It is a two for There's one. Spending two cards to your one card. But on top of that, you're also getting a huge tempo advantage because you're getting whatever the mana difference between your control magic and their creature was plus you're getting the mana difference with their removal spell or however they handled it ultimately yeah so it's a like that's why it's so powerful it's such a huge swing of resources yeah and like when they have creatures that do it it's kind of a three for one which is why they typically like put some sort of like mana value three or less or power three or less or something on the creature so that it's just not a complete and total annihilation Yep. Um. Then we have Mill. Mill. That's blue. It is very blue. Um. Yep. So, uh, like removing cards from the top of your library or their or your opponent's library. Yeah, like there's two different ways you can look at it. So, I think when most people hear Mill, you think about like the Mill deck where you're trying to mill your opponent out, right? And those are always blue-based because blue gets the biggest, the most efficient, like the best mill spells, if there is such thing as a best mill spell, um, for milling your opponent out. Uh, things like the Traumatize, is that the great big one? Yeah, it's like half their library or something. Yeah. Um, or Self-Mill, where you're milling yourself to fill your graveyard for some other reason. Um Sometimes it's at a cost for something like a deranged assistant makes mm-hmm. you like mill a card and then makes a mana or something. Um, or like filling your yard, you know, just for reanimation oh, what is, or whatever oh shenanigans you're going to get up to. Um, uh, gosh, something gaze, the, the one blue scry three. Flashback for one in the blue. Mm, I don't know. Uh, it's played in Pioneer, but there's a lot of cards that are blue that are just like either like mill cards or just like get things into your graveyard for like like yeah. value and profit. And uh, some of this overlaps a little bit with what I had mentioned earlier about looting too, because like to a certain extent, when you're self milling, like self mill is kind of the same as looting. Um, I know, like, back when we were playing the uh, God Pharaoh Gift decks, mm-hmm. we were playing Champion of Wits. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, draw two, discard two. Well, it kind of reads exactly the same as mill two. Like, yeah. for all intents and purposes, that's what we were using it for. Yeah. You have a little bit more control when you when you yeah. loot. Uh, but, yeah, it is very similar. It's just moving cards from one zone to another. Mm-hmm. And, like, maybe that's a good way to think, but blue, a lot of times, is just going to move cards from one zone to another. Yep. Um, 
And then you have evasion here. So blue is synonymous with a lot of flying. It yeah. also has enchantments and creatures like uh, that say, like, can't be blocked. Yes. Aether Tunnel, Gaseous Form. Yep. Those kind of things. Or just, like, creatures. Uh, what's your boy? Slitherblade? Leatherblade. One, two, can't the, be blocked. There's a yep, Merfolk. The Herald. Mm-hmm. The Merfolk, yep. the one, one, uh, Blighted Agent. Just, like, you're yep. not allowed to, like, block me for yep. reasons. I'm slippery. Uh, Invisible Stalker can't be blocked also, right? Yeah. Yeah. And has hexproof. Yep. <laughs> um, and then they do less of this now. The last one, which is changing text. Yeah. Like they used to like be really big on like the magical hack effects where it was like change one instance of a color war- word. Yeah. Or it's a change to mind magical hack. Yeah, and then there's like change one instance of like one word on a card for another, like the uh, the didgeridoo deck. Where you like change Minotaur to Eldrazi, and just put <laughs> and just put Eldrazi into play, uh, and then what was the? Oh gosh, it was an Ixalan card. It was an enchantment where like Arcane you just, adaptation. Yes, makes all creatures in your deck chosen creature type. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I we also read the had. Notes more. I think. <laughs> I think it was Scars of Mirrodin. We had Argent Mutation, right? I don't remember. Made this one. something an artifact. Okay. It was just I, f- I don't remember what the mana cost was, but yeah, it just turned something into an artifact. Didn't change anything about the card, just made it an artifact. Mm-hmm. And then you have like turn to frog, and like I don't know, like if this goes like it doesn't. I guess it kind of goes here, just changing things where like you an enchantment or a spell makes a creature a zero one frog or pongify yeah. turns it into a. It turns a creature into a 3 3. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, we had, um, it was in Eldritch Moon, too, Imprisoned in the Moon, like made a creature a land. Yeah, made a creature uh, a land that produced colorless, basically made it a waste. Yep. Uh, what a waste. What a waste. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, like, so there, there are basically times where, like, Blue is just like, I'm not going to get rid of this thing, but I'm going to just, like, I'm, oh my gosh, uh, our business guy. Witness protection. Yeah. Witness protection, yeah. Right, like, totally legitimate businessman. You have but like the creature doesn't go away, it becomes useless, but they right. still get like a chump block with it. Yep. Or like there's a chance that the uh, witness protection or like whatever the enchantment is could be knocked off somehow. Mm-hmm. And now you're like back to your problem. It's kind of similar to the like fragile white enchantment removal. Right. Where, like, oh, hey, if my banishing light goes away, this thing comes back. This yep. is very much like, oh, man, if my turn to frog or, you know, witness protection goes away, like, they have a shield rid again. Correct. So. But because blue does a lot of evasion stuff, mm-hmm. right? Like, you making their shield rid a 1-1 doesn't matter to you because you have a 3-3 flyer that's going to get over so like you can win that race or like you have a creature that can't be blocked so you're like yeah fine you can be a legitimate business person Mm -hmm. I'm not going to like right over the top yeah gotta go right over the top or like right like right by you because you can't block my invisible stalker 
Right. All right. What does so moving on to what blue does not do? Yeah, what's uh, I mentioned it earlier. Blue does not break things. It uh, saves them to be their problem later. Oh, that's future me's problem. There's, there are a few notable exceptions to this. Yeah, most of them have to do with like hoser cards, though, right? Well, like I was thinking, uh, what is it? Reality shift, the one in the blue, like exile a creature, manifest a yeah, card. I guess that's kind of changing also, into something else. It's kind yeah. of a pongify, and then yeah. there's raven form. Yeah, which is also kind of the same thing, though. Yeah. Uh, but but it, to be fair, though, I, I believe when we did the Keltheim episode, we called out Raven Form. As being a weird card, yeah. As being, like, not typically part of Blue's color pie, so pay attention to this. Yeah. So, yeah, for the most part, like, you're not going to see destroy target creature or, yeah. like, really, like, exile target permanent on... Right. Right. It is very much just, like... I'm going to do this for a little while and hope that like I can, you know, a lot of times the game plan is I'm going to bounce it and then counter it on its way back down. Yeah. Right. Like blue removal is basically not letting things resolve. Yeah. Or like you mentioned earlier and control decks usually pair blue with another color. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times what they can do is like bounce it so that it comes back down a later turn so that they can like, let it wear off a summoning sickness for a turn, maybe take one hit, and then wrath the board, mm. as opposed to like spending three turns getting whacked by the thing. Exactly. Um, and then blue typically has small creatures. Yeah. They're typically not the beatdown creatures. Yeah. I feel like that is changing, but I think that's just because it's changing for all of magic, or like I just haven't like. Yeah properly calibrated my head to the fact that like green gets like two mana like four threes and so like <laughs> blue getting a three mana like three two flyer is like on par yeah right uh i feel like i just made up those numbers but i also feel like they're gonna be printed in a set so like i don't feel bad no, um, i mean green definitely gets two mana four threes oh yeah there was there was the the snakes the they were five fours the snakes from the ronis thing well, I, I just uh, buy-listed it today. It was Green Green Wheel Liberator from Kaladesh. Oh, yeah. It's a colorless and a green for a 2-1. And if you have Revolt, it comes in with two plus one plus one counters. Fair enough. Two mana, four, three. There you go. Okay, I didn't make it up. So, like, yeah, like, blues creatures are typically smaller, evasive, like, they're, they're tricky. And then you have the other side, which is giant like semi uncastable like you know nine drop kraken yeah and like those also typically have some sort of downside too like can only attack on thursdays if you have an island yeah like the old ones used to have an ability called island home yeah which is like could only attack if your opponents controlled an island and if you yeah. controlled no islands they just died yep which like Flavor-wise, like, you can't keep Shamu in dry dock. And Shamu <laughs> can't... Long. Yeah, Shamu can't attack, like, through plains and a mountain. Oh, you tell Shamu that. Shamu's like, I'll get you. <laughs> like, I ate people in Ohio. Uh, Sharknado, man. <laughs> Shamu-nado. That's right. There you go. Um, but yeah, so, like, those often have, like, 
flavorful downsides. Yeah. Right. But then, like, every time, oh God, there was a turtle. I think it was a blue turtle. It was like, whenever it attacked, it didn't untap the next turn because it was so slow. That was a green card, actually. Wait, was it was a green card? Oh, man. The meandering tower, tortoise shell, tower shell. Okay. Okay. From cons. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. green, boo. Yeah. So, yeah, so when you think of blue, card draw, counter spells, and then it does other stuff. I guess one thing we kind of left off of here is much like white, it plays nice with artifacts. Yes. It searches for... It's oh, like yeah, the, I did leave that off of here. It's the color that searches for artifacts. It's the color that turns artifacts into creatures. Yep. Um, so it is the plays nice with it, artifacts color. Yep. So... I was just uh, perusing this giant list here. Yeah. That's what made me think um, of it, because I did, I did yeah. some prep. Uh, the only the only thing, and I don't even know if it's worth uh, mentioning, but the illusion ability. Oh, there is another big one on here. Okay. Um, do you know what the illusion ability is? Yes. So illusion ability is um, creatures that when they are targeted by a spell and or ability, depending on like the card templating, uh, die. So there's like yes, they get illu- sacrificed. illusionary bear. There was a uh, departed deck deckhand mm-hmm. it was like if you targeted it or your opponent targeted it with something it would just die yep they're just spooky ghosts Ooh, spooky crisp spooky crisp <laughs> um there is a big one that we left off of here flicker uh yeah i mean i guess we left that off here that is the thing that blue does that's not what i was gonna say though. okay what's the other what's the one we missed uh, we miss time walks. Yes, the taking turns uh, part of yeah. yeah, yeah. So blue again, like we're blue and blue and red are on the the same si- opposite sides of the same coin. Yeah, uh, blue allows you to take an extra turn or more recently end turns. Yes, like discontinuity. Kind of the same thing. Yeah, kind of. I hate that deck. Um, yes, me too. It's the only color that lets you take extra turns, really. Yeah. Red will do it, but it'll be like, if you don't win, you're all done. Yeah. Yeah, It's like, like, I would like to have an out in this commander game. Yeah. (laughs) Here it is. I'm going to take one more turn. We'll we'll see how far I get. There's nothing on your board. I'm well aware. Red, red, (laughs) final fortune. Let's go, baby. I would like to play... So with somebody else now, thank you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So yeah, time walks is a, is a big thing. Again, going yeah. clear back to time walk, yeah. and as we have seen, uh, even at five mana, that ability is too good with like uh, having modern cards on your battlefield. Mm-hmm. Like in Tempest for five mana, that wasn't too good. Right. Now for seven mana, that's too good <laughs> with modern cards. Yes, very much so. It's like I activated three planeswalkers, and I'll take another turn. It's like so you're gonna draw like twelve cards, and then like these two turns, like this is awful. Okay, uh, didn't even right. have to use the one ring. Didn't even have to use the one ring and almost die. Yeah. All right. Uh, so even with us forgetting a few things, uh, we still blewed ourselves in the face a lot. Uh, <laughs> we still we still blew ourselves out. Uh, yeah. So. We're going to kind of stop here. We'll pick up black uh, next week. Yep. So 
Again, blue, big things, counter, draw cards, copy things, yeah. artifact shenanigans, shenanigans. Mm -hmm. and A lot of tempo. Like yes. Tempo was very much a blue thing. A lot of bouncy um, nonsense. Yeah, I wouldn't... I would say unless you're familiar with the concept of tempo, um, blue might not be the best color for you to dip your toes into because it's all about uh, throwing future you a bone. Or or like putting, or sometimes it's also putting future you in a bad spot. It's yeah. like, I'm going to like force of will this and be down a card yeah. so that maybe I can get two hits in with my Delver before... I have to worry about my next thing. But then it also is like... way of putting it, yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of times where it's like, I'm going to spend two mana to put this thing back in your hand in hopes that like I can take enough advantage that when it resolves again, I don't mm -hmm. care about it. Right. Right. So like... But there's also the like... Uh, like giving yourself extra cards. Like Future You likes that. Yeah. So and like... like that's kind of where it, I know like back when we did that series where we were talking mm -hmm. about, you know, some basic theories and magic and we were talking about tempo and card advantage and all that. Um, we had talked about like a key turn or turning a corner mm -hmm. is kind of like an important concept to, to grasp when you're trying to, you know, level up your magic abilities a little bit. And blue is very much a color that does that. It's important to know when you're playing blue if it's more important to, like, counter that spell on turn four or draw two cards. Like, mm -hmm. is that spell going to cost you the game in four turns or are drawing the next two cards in your deck more important? And there's also, like, the, uh, like, you know, if this resolves, how does this, like, mess up my game plan? kind of right. situation and like you know the the reason delver works is like you get to use your mana mm -hmm. and then do something else that puts you behind but you're hoping that you getting to use your mana efficiently puts you far enough ahead to make up for yeah. that like you know i'm going to play a delver or okay well it's 2023 i'm going to play a dragon race channeler and then i'm going <laughs> to go. like put my land back in my hand and daze mm -hmm. your spell yep. like so now, like, best case scenario, you're behind a land, like, the entire rest of the game if you both hit your land drops. Mm -hmm. But you're hoping that, like, your Dragon Rage Chandler getting to use your mana on turn one is better for you th uh, than letting them use their mana on turn one. Right. Right? And, you know, you're like, okay, I'm going to ride this thing to victory. Because, you know, this is the best thing I got going on. Mm -hmm. Where, like, other other colors don't give you a lot of those, like, same options. So, like, you right. know, double spell with no mana. Or, like, yeah. the double spell is really bad. Like, uh, so, yeah, blue's, blue's just a weird color. And it, like, it is the only color that doesn't have, like, like killer creature removal. Right, every other color has found a way to like take a creature off the board. Mm -hmm. Basically, not blue. Right, blue is like this is either in your hand or it's on the battlefield. I can't. <laughs> if it hits the battlefield, it's staying there. Right, or I put it back in your hand and you get to try again. But it's like 
bounce your it's like bounce your thing or tap your thing. Yep. But like when you play like blue and limited a lot of times, right? There's definitely where you're like you're holding your like frost links or your like impede momentum where you're like, okay, if they attack with one too many creatures, I can mm-hmm. tap their thing and I can get in enough damage that they like can't attack next turn or they'll die, and then I can like bounce the other thing and kill them. Mm-hmm. Right? And you're like very much just like I'm going to win this game. I'm going to deal exactly enough damage. And if anything goes wrong, this house of cards falls apart. Right. So. So uh, next week we'll do black and talk about all that stuff. So. Yeah. So with all that, I think we got a show. We got a show. It's a little bit short this week, but uh, I think if we, if we tried to stretch another color, it would it would It'd have be been way really too long. long. So yeah. So if you want to get at us, uh, Facebook, Discord, again, X, uh, X, <laughs> Elon forever. Um, uh, like show ideas. I know we're going into guess, rapidly approaching another spoiler season. Yep. Um, but if you have some ideas that aren't us talking about like new cards. Uh, mm-hmm. let us know it is so hard to do like a podcast that's not just about spoilers because that's <laughs> because all there is always spoiling yeah it's like are there many tournaments no but there are a lot of spoilers uh, uh, i say, mean that's that's kind of why we try and do like one big set review episode yeah. instead of like a weekly spoiler recap episode mm-hmm. but yeah so get at us there let us know again discord is the place that we're like probably most active yeah Hit us up, let us know. We'd appreciate it. Um, if you're looking to support the show, there's a couple different ways you can do it. The first doesn't cost you guys a penny. It's our TCG player affiliate link, casualtryhard.com slash TCG. Hit on over there following that link, and anything you purchase, we will get a percentage of to help keep the lights on over here. We would appreciate that. Like I said, it doesn't cost you guys anything. You're going to be buying cardboard anyway, so... You might as well support the show and enjoy the low prices over at TCG Player. Uh, if you want to support us more directly, you can head on over to patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg. If you think we do a really good job over here and you are look forward to the show every week, we would look forward to you becoming a patron. You can chip a couple bucks in, however much you feel like we're worth. We want to make sure that you're getting your values worth, so if your values worth is zero, that's fine, but if you feel like we're worth a couple bucks, we'd appreciate that too. Uh, for being a patron, you get access to a few perks. Uh, first of all is you get access to our show notes, so you get a sneak peek about what the upcoming episode's going to be about. Uh, the second is our pre-show. It's about another hour-ish of content out of us every week. Uh, we talk about all manner of things, though. It's not always just magic. Mm-hmm. It can be whatever. We had a, a little rant about work today. Yeah fun and also talked about some magic so you never know what we're going to be talking about we don't script it we don't edit it we just kind of throw it up raw you just kind of get to hang out with us as we make sure our equipment's working Uh, but our patrons really seem to enjoy it so if that's something you're interested in that's one of the perks of being a patron and the last is our givebacks roughly every other month i send a little token of our appreciation out to our patrons so if you want to get in on that uh, head on over to patreon.com slash casual tryhardmtg and chip a couple bucks in. Yeah. Thanks in advance. 
Thank you very much. All right. So with that, we'll catch you on the internets. Catch you on the internets.